Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging in there with us. You are watching Ike Live. This is a very special Father's Day edition of the show, Pete Klusik. We've got Luke Duncan in the house with us. Pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, let me remind everybody watching tonight, we want to hear from you. Your feedback is very important to the show. Lots of ways to get in touch with us. Please hit us up on the IM board over there. Eric, the intern's handling the IM. You could also hit us up through Facebook if you're watching through Mike Iaconelli tonight or Hit us up on the Twitter and Instagram at Ike Live Show. Luke, I want to jump right back into it and talk Potomac River. We got a lot of people yeah. that got to watch this event, watch you guys fish. You crushed them. We talked about that. G- give us a little insight. The fish were biting. A lot of stuff going on. What, what was the deal? How did the guys last week separate themselves? Tom Monsoor, obviously, was a winner. Swim jig. He's a swim, swim jig, jig king, guy. man. Tell, tell us a little bit. What, how did these guys separate themselves from those average weights? It was it was crazy. It was typical Potomac from the two or three times I've been up there. A lot of crowded areas. You know, we were talking earlier. Several guys in the top 20 came out of that Chickamauga. Chickamauga. Every freaking year, dude. And, and that thing is a fish. It's amazing. And, and and Monsoor was fishing in there some, but he was over at Quantico some too. But in the, the guys that did well were fishing in crowds. Right. And the guys like me... <laughs> That didn't do so well. I tried to get away from it because I thought you could. I could, thought you could not win uh, in the middle of forty boats. Well, right. But these, there were like three areas that just kept kicking them out, kicking them out, kicking them out. I, I just blew my mind. Yeah. But of course, just shallow grass, like like always. Hard cover really didn't play into it this year. You know, in fifteen when we were there, Winlet won on a dock deal. Docks. Andy Morgan was second on a dock deal and uh, fishing some wood and. That didn't that didn't play at all right. this year for right. any of the you know top top finishes didn't seem like yeah we're, we're tides tides are always seem like oh yeah important. and you, you know how it is I, it seemed like guys just rode it out though in one area you didn't have those guys that were running not six running eight the tides. Ten, not running the tides Stick they were just grinding Damn it out and the fish bite on on you know different times yeah. on the different tides they would but just hunker down in one area and not move i know jacobson carl said that he goes when i was here with the elites i ran too much and yeah. he said for not ever fishing tidal water like this first time here you can't learn that in two and a half days right so he yeah. said this time i decided just to hunker down in an area and that's what yeah. he did it worked and he and and well, most of the guys did that 14th place I, yeah was probably running though because i mean if he was fishing his swim jig right he's doing Man. a chick on high tide most likely and then running out right? he mm-hmm. seemed like he was hunkering down they, you know michael yeah. neal uh, is a guy that I actually i travel with a lot michael i think ended up fifth or sixth he was running around some but not Right. Not as much as you would expect in a tidal Potomac yeah. tournament. Not We've seen to run the low tides. No, no. Yeah. We've seen this on on the the Chesapeake estuary that that wins, right? Like other places like the Hudson, the Delaware, and I fish the Hudson right, before. The, run the, the tide. Yeah. you run the tides, yes. and, and it puts you in a better position to win. And that's a huge tidal difference it, on the Upper Bay and Potomac. It's a more minimal, right? Tidal change. It's, it's more minimal. And there's a bigger population, like per acre of fish, and I've seen it over and over again where guys guys can camp 
That's they crazy. find them in the grass, and it, it seems like it's a better tournament strategy that when you find the fish you, in, in a grass bed, Stay you you grind it out during during the tides. You don't leave. Yeah. Uh, other fisheries, it's a better strategy to run the tides, do different things. But man, on the Potomac, when the when you're when it's fishing good like it is now, yeah. you're better off staying. That's that's amazing that it happened again that way. It's crazy, and I told Mike off off. Uh, air here upstairs earlier i missed that it was fishing that good in practice mm. because i refused to get in those community six holes. community yeah. holes yeah i would make a pass through there catch a three pounder you know maybe get a couple more blow-ups on a frog or something see a couple guys catching them but i never got that sense that dude they're fixing to knock their lights out right you know and i went and found a deal off by myself and stuck with it till lunch the first day and had two uh. <laughs> and i'm like yeah, got time to punt, so, yeah, you know, yeah. and and go finish out 13 pounds in the grass. And coming in the weigh-in, I'm not going to lie, like, I thought, I'm going to be like 30th. Yeah. Just based off of the last time yeah, we were there. Yeah. 13 And get in, and I'm like, whoa. Nowheresville. 100. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you got to fish where you the do. fish are at. Oh, I. I right? And yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Because yeah. no. all the boats are there. That's right. But sometimes you got to fish where they're at. Okeechobee. That's one of those places. You, yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's piled up there for a reason. Yeah. But Chickamauga, and I was blown away at how many high finishes came out of there, and everybody's, you know, crazy. How to many know. tournaments have been won? Oh, that's out crazy. Of I won out of there, and then that right, right there, there. Yeah. 2005. That's amazing. Crazy. And uh, you're not the only one. I mean, uh, did the lane? Some, some. There's always winds coming Hackney out. We had there. a high finish out of there. I mean, every time we go there, I'd say two or three of the top twelve come yeah. out of Chickamauga. Yeah. Every time. It's funny you bring when you came in with your 13 pounds thinking you were going to do well. It reminds me of the Toho tournament, uh, <laughs> where I, I came that. I came in with 15 pounds at Toho. I had 16, and I thought and was excited. I'm like I'm going to oh, top a, 10. The Rojas tournament. Rojas. I'm going to and, yeah. and I'm like Massacre. and I'm coming in thinking I might be leading, and I'm like what's leading the tournament as I'm idling in, <laughs> and somebody said 40 pounds, and I, I laughed and I drove past them. I thought they were goofing on me, <laughs> and uh, and then I, I asked another That's person, always a great and they're like 30 pounds, 30, 45 yeah. pounds, so. That's that's and then, and disappointing. Then, and then later, Pete asked, "Who's winning the tournament?" And the guy said, "Dean Rojas." And Pete said, "Dick." <laughs> oh, that's a true story. Uh, can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> so, give us. Was there one? It seemed like the grass for sure yeah. was the deal. Was there one key bait? That, that was a shiner last week, or was it kind of spread out? I'll, I'll be honest. I saw a lot of guys, and, and including myself. I caught a five-pounder the second day, a four-pounder, another like a couple of real nice fish on 10-pound line, dinking around a Cinco with like a 16-pound. I mean, That's yeah, Brian the Carpenter's favorite you know, way to fish, by the way. Crazy. Yeah, he, we, we talked about that earlier, too. Uh, but, you know, Michael Neal, he was swim jigging. Tom Monsur swim jigging. You could get a few bites doing that. You could get a few bites on a frog, but it seemed like, but because of the pressure right. that you had to slow finesse. down and finesse them, you know, I think Clark Winlet was leading the first day flipping, but then the second day he catches like 11 pounds, right. drops out of the thing completely. I fished around him a lot the second day, and I mean he's he was flipping, but that mm. deal went away right. because of the pressure. Right. You know, yeah. first day was a lot of frogging, yeah, a lot of flipping, I think, but then that second day to stay in it, yeah. man, I saw guys throwing drop shots in the grass, yeah. and uh, yeah, that that know. pressure will do it. That pressure no will do it. And finesse works. When I won, believe it or not, a lot of my fish came 
I remember that old spinning yeah. rod, yeah. On a spinning rod on, on all fluorocarbon. Not well, braid to fluorocarbon, straight fluorocarbon. Well, this, it's interesting because at, at Bass University, George Cochran uh, gave seminars for us, and he's, he's one of the greatest. Oh, right? He's yeah. won a million tournaments, two classics, FLW championship. He he says the, the most important thing to contend with is fishing pressure. Without a right. doubt. That's the most important. Right. Yeah, pressure is a huge factor. Well, yep. You think about those flats, and it does, they, in a sense, flush out with the tide, right? Mm-hmm. So you do get, it's not like a grass flat, say, on Wheeler uh, or Gunnersville, mm-hmm. when the trolling motors get in there. Nothing really changes it, right? But the dynamic in those areas changes with the tide. But when you're fishing water this deep, mm-hmm. and there's... 40 trolling motors going through there. Yeah. 80 guys throwing at them, yeah. sticking them, catching them. Transducers going off. Yeah. You know. Yep. Buzz bait blades. Yes. Bait yes. Rattles, noise. Big, big motors when guys crank up and yeah. idle through the middle of the grass yeah. flat that yeah. everybody's. And that's yeah. been going on for three days of practice. Yeah. And then the first day of the tournament, you know, by day two, that really starts to take effect. We yeah. saw it at lacrosse too this year yeah. on some of those community holes. It was yeah. like day one good, day two. Yeah. Ghost yep. town. Yeah. I mean, now I, I want to take a talking about pressure, and and I I want to take a little different spin on it. Um, so you know we we've got a now tremendous amount of fishing pressure during tournaments from the competitors, but this is a real interesting spin. There's a lot of pressure going on during the tournaments from non-competitors, and Brian and Carpenter, we've talked about this several shows over the last few years. Pete, mm-hmm. we've brought this conversation up about how bad it is, it's been at Toledo Bend, how bad it's been at certain elite events. But now you're starting to see it at FLW events. Oh, yeah. And it's becoming commonplace. Last week at the Potomac River was no different. You guys yeah. had a tremendous amount of pressure happening at the same time you were competing. I feel like we need to talk me, about this again. We, we, I know it's like a broken record a little bit, mm-hmm. but we need to bring this up. Let me, let me ask you this. Is the pressure getting worse, or are we, uh, are we knowing about it more because of social media? Yeah. I, I think it's a Pro- little bit of both. Probably both, yeah. I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest with you. Yeah. For, for sure, social media makes you more aware of everything that's going makes on. Makes everybody aware. Everybody. And right. social media is propelling people to go do it. Without so they a doubt. brag about what they're doing. Without a doubt. Plus, right. plus the social way. media is covering the tournaments that's in what I was more real say, time. Yeah. So the, the guy knows where you're sitting. He knows where it's yeah. going on. He knows where the guys he are catching. He knows the baits. Yep. He knows the techniques. Hey, he might not even know there's a tournament there, if not for social media, right? He might he might That's just plan a month from yeah. now. But times that happens. Brian yeah. and I one time went to Champlain and there was a BFL. We had no idea. Yep. What are we going to do? Turn around and go home? Right. right. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. but but, but, but happens. A so we lot stay up and drink all night. I argue that they're out there. Because the tournament, without a doubt, on. sometimes that is. I can flash back to the Delaware River, Brian the Carpenter, yeah. and there were guys fishing during the Bass Elite event there. Two, two guys. Dude, the river is the worst fishery in the United States. <laughs> Why would you be? I've, out yeah, there? and I've never seen not those this guys year. out there. You know who fishes? No, there. like twenty of them. They're not river rats. <laughs> you know They're out mean? there. Their yeah. singular focus yeah, never saw them was to be out there to try to prove. That they could catch more fish than the elites out there that week. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of that happens. You think about it from an innocent perspective. It, that's kind of fun, right? These guys, right? There, when, when you're growing, when you're uh, you're fishing your whole life, you never got a chance to go pro. You never got a chance to fish the big tournaments. You got kids. You got a career, right? You you know, 
wouldn't it be fun to go out and test myself against with the, these guys? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the day the day after the tournament's over. No, but what, can, but but if you listen to what Pete's saying from that mindset, I get what he's saying I, right there. I get what he's saying. Right, not considering. The other side, the impact, just the, from the, the the self selfish side of, you know, how fun would it be to know how I could compete against them out there? I get what you're saying. Yeah, and 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 and, there, and I get you know most people I'm sure are not thinking about the the maybe not considering that's what the I think detrimental the, the majority effect that of they could is, be having. They don't understand. I, I think a lot of guys think everybody lives in a castle that's fishing the elites and the FLWs and. And, and and these guys are privileged elite anglers that get a bunch of stuff for free. I don't think they they understand the, the struggle. How long how long were you on the road this year, Mike? Uh, too long, a long time. Yeah, yeah I mean, months I was, at a time. Uh, yeah, I mean there was there was a period there where I was gone. I, I don't know anybody straight. that works as as hard as you guys. You know, and, and, now, there are easier ways to make a living. Yeah. yeah well, well, <laughs> here's something ways. else about the Potomac is it's in a hotbed. Of bass fishing, it re- it really is. It's it's got a it's got a huge population of fish that spans Virginia, Maryland, many many counties. It's a it's a big giant river system. It's a big river, you know, and it's fishing better than it ever has, you know. So it's drawing people in to yeah. to, to but, go fishing. But once again, once again, what 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 I'm bothered by is we're seeing guys that are bass heads that are true fans of the sport, mm-hmm. right? That know the tournament's gone on, you know, go out to show what they can do during the event. Not not even after the guys weigh in. Yeah. These guys know that weigh-ins at four o'clock. Yeah. Wait till four o'clock and do it. They're going out during tournament hours in the same areas, basically to to prove something. It's and a, it bothers it, it bothers me. It's that a mistake. Doing that. It's yeah. a mistake. Oh, no, I, I, it's, it's a mistake. It's deliberate. It's not a mistake. Well, you know, I I think it's a mistake. I don't think they're they're considering the ramifications of their actions, you know, appropriately. I, I really think it's just a, yeah, simple as that. I don't think I don't think there there now. There's a lot of guys that are out there just trying to you know stick it to people. There's guy there are those guys, but I I don't think I don't know a lot of a lot of cases like this. I I don't think it's the case. I just don't think they're they're. They're sitting down like we are, talking about it, thinking about what they're really doing, man. I think there's a bunch of different guys that show up on the day of the mm-hmm. tournament and fish. I think there's the naive. Mm-hmm. I think there's the middle-of-the-road guys. And I think there's the extreme who are out there right. trying to compete against the pros with no skin in the game. Yeah, yeah. some guys that the only day they have off that week is That's a Thursday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I've also seen those guys that will go the other direction when they see you coming or go, yep. oh, oh, sorry, man, yep. pull up the trailer motor and go. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, there are lots of different levels. Yeah. Well, we've got – I think this is a, it's a great opportunity. Uh, we've got um, uh, a guy joining us right now, uh, Brian DeCarpenter. Yeah, his, his, this guy it kind of went viral on on, uh, on Facebook the last uh, couple days. Yeah. His name's James Higgins. He lives in the area. He's a local. And James went out and fished during the event. Right. Uh, he he made a Facebook post that, you know, I'm out here fishing, I'm catching them, whatever. You know, I should have jumped in the event was his post. And a lot of people uh, got offended by it and kind of uh, gave him a bunch of shit online. And a lot of people came to his defense. So right. I give him credit for coming on and talking to us here. That's and, awesome. Uh, Thank you. That's and, awesome. Yep, let, let, Let's hear from him. Uh, James What's Higgins. What's going on, guys? How you doing tonight, James? Thanks for joining us on Night Live. James. Hey, man. It's good to, good to finally talk to you, man. 
We appreciate it. This is awesome, man. It's like a dream come true. I love it. Well, we're we're talking and we're you know we're just discussing this topic of fishing during a tournament. You know, this thing kind of went viral. Uh, I don't I don't know you know if this if you wanted this to happen and go viral, but I mean I've I've had text messages, I've had calls, you know, people sending links, and it's crazy because it's such a heated topic. So you know, and, and it's debatable. There's so many different views. I don't know if anybody's totally right or wrong, but we want to hear from you. What start with what what was your motivation? Why why did you go out and make this post and why did you go out and fish during the event? All right. Me and my buddy Hi. Shout out to Hi. <laughs> Me and him have been fishing on that stretch of the river for about every day for about two weeks now. So it was just a regular day for me. I headed out there and we look over and we see pros over there and you know, I got all excited and decided after I after I finished fishing, I was going to make a post, you know, fishing alongside the FLW pros, you know, not really fishing next to them. I didn't want to make it seem like I was fishing next to them. I was just so excited that, you know, I wrote that down, and, God, it went viral, man. It's been two days, and everybody's been blowing me up. Yeah, I'm telling you what, it's all good and bad, and, <clears throat> yeah, I... It's 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 confusing for me because it like I said I didn't want this I didn't like plan this or anything it just happened because I I post in fishing groups every day or at least I try to as long as I catch something uh, so I I decided you know I'm gonna post in a couple more groups that I haven't posted in but I'm a member of so I went down my little list and I started you know posting on those pages and. Uh, Golly, I got the response, the crazy response. But yeah, I don't know. When it comes to fishing with the pros, I didn't, I didn't know if I could, if I would get in trouble for fishing or not. You know, I was just kind of doing the same thing I do every day. Well, since, since I've never fished around pros, so I'm not really sure of too much of the etiquette. Right. But I well, tried to keep my distance. Then again, I wasn't driving. Right. Well, well, since you've gotten all this feedback and positive and negative, has it? Has it changed your opinion about what you did and what happened, or, or you know, or, do you feel any differently? Uh, maybe you, I mean, maybe you feel I, I hope the I same. Didn't, like, take from anybody's paycheck. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, you know, go out there and sabotage somebody or be in anybody's way whatsoever. You know, like I said, I've been fishing that stretch of grass for the last two weeks. In fact, I would be out there in the morning, five a.m. Or whenever the gate opens, I think it's six. Um, you got those waypoints handy? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I know a couple guys that I might pay you for them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sharing this, Karen. Anybody's welcome to go fish the damn fight. You know, it's a damn river for all of us in my eyes. Right, right, right. And, and, I, and, I, and I get that. You know, um, I, I think what, why this pot has stirred, you know, and, and the, the, the controversy behind it is – and you, you know you hit you hit on it. You know, you knew this event was going on. You went out there, and you have every right to be on that river. You got more right to be on that river than anybody else. You live there. You fish right. it every day. That's your right. I, I didn't. I didn't know in advance that that was. In fact, when I saw the pros, I didn't know that the FLW tour was going on until I got home. I when I as soon as. I got home, I saw something on Facebook that said FLW Potomac. And I was like, oh, shit. Wow, I could have competed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did actually pretty good today. Right. I, you know. 
Gotcha. So you didn't know going out that day. You didn't know no. that FLW Tour was out there. You don't follow no. the FLW Tour website or Bass Fan uh, I, or any I, of that. I, I follow. I follow. I'm just, you know, I'm, a, I'm always out fishing. I don't really do much else. I just fish a lot. I'm fishing right now. Like, did, did, as much as I can, I just try to fish. So, uh, did I you, mean, I watch some FLW Tours. But at no time did I ever know that it was going to be on the Potomac this year, or else I probably would have bought a ticket or something. You know. Did you go? Did, did you continue to fish? Did you continue to fish every day after you discovered yeah. the tournament was going on? Or yeah, because I got so much like backlash for it. I was like, but dude, I live here and I fish here every day. So of course, I went. I went back every day, and I'm going back tomorrow, and <clears throat> the next day after that, and whenever. But no work, uh, dude. I didn't think I didn't think that I was in anybody's way. Like, and if I was, I you know I extremely apologize. Um, I you know it's that same stretch of grass, that that little section of the grass that I go to every day. So I mean, like, I didn't know it was such a bad thing to you know go fish or go fish when there's a tournament going on. Like I said, I've never fished on the same waters as any pro. Let alone like thirty or however many there was. Hey, hey, James, this is Dave. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I have a few questions. So let me ask. Pardon you, me. I said this is Dave. I said thanks for coming on the show, James. Let me ask you this: When you and your buddy High are out there fishing, do you guys always keep your best five in the live well to take pictures of afterward, or was that just because Hold of on, the you're, event? You're, you're kind of breaking up. Yeah. The, the, the question he he was asking: Do you when you're out fishing, do you always keep your best five to take photos of before you release them? Is that a common no. practice? No. So no, if you, that, yes. I don't do that every time. In fact, that was one of like the three times I have, or maybe. Yeah, because yeah, it's kind of confusing. You know, you're making it sound like you were out there not knowing what you were doing, yet you have you have probably upward of about eighteen, nineteen pounds sitting in your hands. You know, that's why I was asking if you hold your best five fish, or was it just this was a special event because you realized there was a tournament going on, so you stick them in your cooler or whatever you uh, had in that John boat? Like what? Can you can you repeat, Mike? I'm, I'm having yeah. a little bit of trouble hearing him. I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> hold on, hold on one second. We're getting better audio here. There we go, James. This is Dave. I, earlier I said, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. I have a few questions for you. Yeah. All right. All right. So what I had asked you was, uh, do you usually, is it like a common practice with you to keep your best five fish when you're out there practicing with, with high and you're fishing with your buddy? No. No? No. Not usually. Right. Not so, usually. I what? was just doing so good that day that I figured we would. Um, I think I've done that maybe either two or three times total in my entire life. I mean, you seem like a real nice guy. I it's never, very hard. I never though. had a live well. Except for right. Now. So what were you, so. just dragging them on the side on a stringer? What were you doing? No, 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 no. I have a little, a little, uh, little like, it's uh, one of the fish cages with a little float on it. That's cool. Little, that keep your fish in there. You're very yeah, likable. It's very hard right now. To... All right, so let me ask you this. So these guys, let me, let me explain. I'm poor, Here, here's man. the outrage. Here's the outrage. All right, let me, let me explain it to you. You're, you seem like a really nice guy. I'm looking at pictures of you. look like a fun guy to hang out with. Coveralls, yeah, dreadlocks. I mean, I mean, you look I mean, like a boy. I feel like I'm a good dude. I mean, everybody I, I meet likes me. I don't feel no, like I, I get anybody in anybody's way or 
go I, out of my way to piss people off. I'm just except for this time. Can you see oh, where this is a problem? Can you see where this is a problem? All week long, you and Hire are out there. You're fishing the weed line. There's all these crazy boats with wraps all over them. You guys don't see the boats. Then all of a sudden, tournament day, you're holding up 20 pounds, slamming it in their face, telling them how you can go out there and bang with them. You know what I mean? Can you see how that might be a problem? Yeah. Right. But you're such a likable yeah. guy. You're going to get a pass on this. I mean, no, no one's going to care. Everyone's going to. But, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, I, get, I get it, you know. But like I said, I'm, I'm new to this. Yeah. yeah, but you're not new. You're not new to you're not new to pulling it out and measuring it against other guys. I mean, not obviously. You, you know, you, there you are holding them, holding hey, all that, holding them trophies. Hey, oh, hey, I'm jealous. Don't get me I didn't think I had a chance till the end of the day. I was like, man, I did real well today. Like, I don't, I don't usually pull in super bags like that. Were there any pros? Were there any ones with rat boats in the area you were fishing? Uh, I think there, there, there was one over to the left of me quite a ways. So nobody uh, was even sniffing around where you were at, huh? It's hard to tell who's a, who's a pro and not, unless their boat is wrapped. Uh, I really yeah, wish I you were much was more... Not <laughs> too, he was like... Uh, the, the guy said he was, like, I was like 40 or 60 yards away. Right. So, hey, what was what you is challenging that, people? Hey, who was challenging people on there? I read one of your posts where it said, you guys know where I'm at. You can uh, come step up on the boat or something like that. You, oh, yeah, dude. They were like threatening me and bashing me to hell for this stuff and I, I kind of felt like you know a little bit for my safety when they're like you know hey james i am up north and stuff like that so yeah i tried to keep my composure but at the same time i'm not going to stop grinding yeah james the, the bashing goes Grand both out. ways though man i like it <laughs> you hear me this is brian like I, I read through the post there was as much bashing in your defense as there was people that were protesting your post you know what I mean? Like, you put a post out yeah. there, and some people disagreed with with, with, uh, with what you did. That happens on yeah. social media, right? You know, you're putting it out yeah. there. Matter of fact, you put it on, I don't know, seven, eight different pages. There was as yeah. much oh, no. bashing against the people that disagreed with you. Is it, you know what I mean? So it goes both ways, you know. This isn't a one-sided deal at all. The guys that came riding to your defense were equally as inflammatory as the guys that disagreed with what, what you had going on. It was It's hard for anybody to, to, to kind of share an opinion when, when a situation kind of gets gets like that. So, you know, it's just, yeah. it just a lot of negativity on that, and, and that was unfortunate. You know, I think, I think it's just, you know, the bigger thing is, yes, there's some guys that go out there to try to prove a point, like they're measuring – pricks against the pros you know what i mean and there's guys that yeah. just maybe don't understand the, that there's a certain etiquette there you know yes you have every right to go out there and fish it but you don't understand the grind that the guys that are in that event that put up four grand or whatever the entry fee is that are away from home for two three months at a time that are you know riding on a shoestring budget yeah. to try to make their career happen maybe nobody fished the, the, the fish that you were on but you don't know that maybe that was part of somebody's game plan to come come back there on the way back to the boat ramp, that they had that school of fish mark. You just don't know. You don't know how you're affecting the field of play. For me, I would never do it. I understand what these guys go through. i got enough respect. I've caught bass before. You know what I mean? And right. I'm going to catch bass again. I don't need to catch bass on that body of water those four days. And that's that's really all, all all it is. It's just a little bit of respect for those guys that are out there grinding, that, that are out there doing their job, doing you know? their job. You know, you wouldn't like it, and all your guys defending you wouldn't like it. 
if somebody came into your workplace and disrupted your ability to 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 um, you know do your job to the best to of mess your with you while you were working. Yeah, it's basically. What, what, it, what do you do for I don't a living, feel like James? I mess with anybody though. Well, you maybe I, mean, I, may, I, I didn't know I was in anybody's no, way. I, I understand. How far do you have to be from somebody? Well, no, here's no, the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, James. You don't know because people, the guys that are competing may try to pull in the area you're at and be forced mm-hmm. to go to a different area because you were there. You're occupying space. You're occupying patterns. You're 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 impacting the outcome of the tournament. And this is what I mean. Not just you, but everybody listening to this. That's what you got to know. I mean, if you're on a point, the other pros can't fish that point. You know, the guys that are there, they, they don't have the chance. They're they're forced to go around you. You know, and you may think, oh well. You know, this guy didn't get close enough to me because he's giving you respect. He's giving you the space, and he, he can't fish in the same space you're fishing. You know, and you're, you and, and those that are out there compete, you're competing with these guys. Even though you're not entering into the tournament, you're diminishing their ability to pattern fish, to fish the area. And I've, I'll be flat out honest, James. I'm upset with you, man. You know this sucks. I think guys should stay. You sh- when you be- when you're aware that that tournament's going on, get the hell out of the way, man. Just take a day off. Go to the Upper Chesapeake. Go somewhere else, and allow the tournament to proceed with- without your influence. James, you, you met, you're James. the first guy to make Pete mad, bud. Pete has never got right. Pete. I mean, Pete is so mad right now. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, I mean, I've been there. I've been That's there. I've lived. I've, you know, I don't know what you do for. What do you do for a living, James? Nothing. What? That's you, all I do, bro. We need to we need to talk. Well, you got this deal figured you, out you, apparently. When you become gainfully employed. <laughs> You, you, you I, I can't. Got a job. I got a job. I've had a job for twelve years. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I don't got that much time. Uh, well, Do your kids go fishing with you. All messed up. No, that's but cool. I can't go that, that's a great work. That's a great. I have no, that's autistic child at the house. No, that's that's fine. So, but when, like, if somebody's messing, river, if somebody's the river as much as I can, I could bring her out with me. No, and that's what I do. No, when somebody messes with your ability to do what you're doing at home, I, I, I don't, I'm not begrudging you that. I mean, that, that's a wonderful thing that you're doing. Everybody's got to yeah. do it. But if somebody's impacting your ability to take care of your kids, if they're influencing that, that pisses you off. I mean, that gets in your way, and that's what's happening out here. Yeah. I just think that the message has to be sent that you know, if you're a fan of this sport, you're out there using the baits. That the pros are using. Yeah. You're learning these techniques by watching it on YouTube, by watching the tournaments. You're you're learning all this stuff from us. You know, give us a break, man. Just leave. Let the let the competition happen. Let it play out, and stay off the water, guys. Come on. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. That's cool. I yeah. mean, I just. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll jump back all in. Right. I, I want to jump back in. And, I mean, would you say that to to a guy that didn't catch no fish? Yes. Yes. Get yes. Off the water. You're in the way. You're you're. In. I saw a lot of other people out there, and I feel like there were, yes, I, I will agree with you, James. There were lots of them out there. Yeah. Yeah. You're lots fan. You're if you're a fan. You're a fan of this sport, man. Just give <laughs> yeah. give some courtesy. I'm a, I'm give a fan some respect. Of the sport, and I didn't want to be in anybody's way. And now that I know I'm in the way. I will do that. I will switch up rivers. I won't go where no pro is. Don't worry. 
I'll never be around the pro again. Well, you you got and you got it. the you got the rest of the year to go fishing. That's you know we there's three or four days a year where these high level tournaments are taking place. You know that's that's yeah. I think there's a little courtesy and, and should be given to the sport. Here's the thing. Let me jump back in and say yeah. that this I, is. I understand. I didn't mean to be disrespectful about it. You know I. I <laughs> I just like to fish. I'm sorry, fellas. And I didn't mean to, like, go at you like, you know, I can be better than you. That's not the point. I don't yeah. think I'm better than anybody. But, uh, you know, I was having a good couple days. I didn't want to stop, and I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you what, you're better than me. I've never held up a Hey, James, this is Luke Duncan, FLW Tour Pro. When we get off the phone, uh, can you text me your digits, bro? Yeah. Because <laughs> when we come back, we're going to go out. Yeah, he wants to take on the guy that And uh, I know a couple other guys that may want it. All right. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a good, that's a good thing, bro. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. 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 Let, All right. Let, let me, real quick, Brian, give me a sec. Yeah, let me let me reiterate that it's great conversation that we're flushing this yeah. out. There, there is no right or wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of gray area out here. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And sure. for sure, when you're on a public fishery, you have every right to be out there. But I'm flushing it out is a good thing. I'm glad mm-hmm. we're talking about it. Yeah. You know, the one big yeah. thing that hit yeah. me... I wouldn't want to do it again if I'm... Right, people and that's the... That's the Obviously, th- I should have got the hint when I got all that hate mail, but then again, I'm, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm hard-headed, man, I'm hard-headed. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing that I think's loud and clear here is that we just got to keep talking about it, right? People, you know, it's yeah. just, it's not a known thing, you know, so it's good you're that right. we're talking about it, you you're, know? You're right, and, and you're a bass head like us, you know, you're you're one of us. It, yeah, and uh, well, I love the fish, we I'm love the fish. All right, Eric, Eric, do we want to? Eric, do we do we want to catch up? Is there any messages coming through that we want to shoot real quick, or what do we got? Uh, nothing in particular. A okay. lot of people enjoyed what P had to say. Okay, cool. All right, well, I, I, I want to say, yeah, man, no. thank you for coming on the show again and joining us, James. It was great to talk to you, and uh, I appreciate no problem, man. I appreciate your honesty and wish you the best really best good. luck the rest of the year on the river. Oh. No problem. Thank you, man. I appreciate you guys for reaching out to me, man. Hey, uh, I, didn't, I never expected this. This is a blessing. You got it. James Higgins, <laughs> Thank everybody. you, James. Thanks. Thank you, James. James. Come on, buddy. Thank you. Talk to you next time. That that was bold coming on and knowing that yeah. he was going to be throwing himself into the fire there. Yeah. You know, that but was, again, that was bold. I, I mean, as pissed off as you are, and I know you man, are, yeah. and a lot of FLW guys were. <laughs> and Peters. And Peters. Peters, man. Yeah, really, man. I've actually only saw Pete met more mad than that one time. That time we got in a fight at the bar. That escalated and quickly. You were on your chest. That was you were mad. <laughs> Danny postured up like a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he actually pulled his shirt apart, showed his hair, the gorilla hair, and was beaten on it. Uh, I, I was ups- I was upset. You're upset, but but honestly, like I said, it does bring up a great point, which is. And and he's hard to hate that guy, right? No, I yeah. Oh, yeah. You wanted to. I wanted to crush him. Then I see a picture. You know, it's a guy you want to hang out You're with. Right. <laughs> but the, 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 yeah. the, I, I was having a hard time. Yeah. Right. The bottom line is that if you look at that, there wasn't 100% malice there. No. 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 I, yeah, I, think he, I think he played the dumb fawn, though, a little I, bit. Because he put bit. that post yeah, yeah, up yeah. there. That, uh, he was probably yeah. docious. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. But he just didn't know it was wrong, I don't think. To, I, to I, had, I think that's the big picture on. in the whole thing. Yeah. You know, he hadn't considered all angles on that, and, and I think hopefully the, a lot of people listening now are considering that yeah. angle. 
you know. I and, think the point we're missing in all this is he's been fishing the same grass bed every day for the last two weeks. How good is that damn grass? Yeah. And, 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 still see, and didn't see any posts I mean, over there practicing. Well, yeah. Do we have I, any intel on the general vicinity? I was trying. I was trying to throw that dock in the background. Aquaquan. Aquaquan. He's an Aquaquan. Yeah. Yeah. Or as my buddy from East way. Tennessee says, Aquaquaquaquaquaquaquan. It's got a lot of cues, a lot of a lot of cues and C's in there. That's. Has there ever been a bass caught out of Aquaquan before? Yes. Uh, once or twice. A few, few tournaments have <laughs> yes. been won over there. Just a few. Brian, any any parting words on that? I mean, you're yeah. very opinionated on this topic. Uh, I too. thought I gave my opinion. You did. That's good you job. Did. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I mean, well accounted. I, I think I think the big picture it, it's it's either guys that you know that that are, that are just pricks that want to go out there and prove a point because they're miserable with their own lives and have little tiny weenuses, or it's guys <laughs> that just don't know and don't haven't considered the other the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of it. And I especially think it was the case with James, you know. And then when you get challenged on social media, when has anyone ever been challenged on there and said, oh, yeah, you're right? Yeah. No, yeah. no, right. it never happens. Right. It's, it's immediately, you know, here's your, you know, your butt white cream and oh, it, you whatever. It's just the same stupid shit no right. matter what the argument is. Right. Yep. People post memes and everybody's... Yeah. You're a snowflake. Hey, feel free, guys, to do some memes of uh, yeah, yeah. Any, any of our viewers James. tonight, yeah. meme away, <laughs> meme away. Let me also remind you again: we want to hear from our fans, Pete. We want to hear from you. if you're listening or watching Ike Live tonight. Please hit us up on our instant messaging right there next to your screen. Also, message us through Facebook at Mike Iaconelli. Uh, I, I I think this is a good segue. Let's do uh, Brian Carpenter. You cool with doing a let's do a TH product review? I think this is a great time. Yeah. We've got Luke in the room. Yep. Luke, we you know do. TH stuff better Just than a, anybody a, a little bit. the face of the earth. A little bit. Uh, we're we're going to talk about a product tonight, and 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 I want to really – we were talking off camera a little bit about this product. This is one that I feel like is a staple, Pete, that if you're a bass guy mm-hmm. and you travel, even if you don't travel. Even if you don't travel, even yeah. Even if you don't travel, this is like – a, becoming a staple because of how society's messed up nowadays. Right. So let's. I, I want to, Dave. When you come back, bring that in, or Pete, if you I can grab it. Right now. What do you need? What do you need? Uh, just bring, Lock bring that. We're gonna, we're gonna do our product review today from TH Marine is the Locker Bar. Lock R Bar. Just Lock bring the whole box out here, Pete, well, if you want. Is it open? Well, we can open it. Okay. Uh, we were talking at Potomac River. Great, another great segue. Yeah. Shady, some of the places you have to yeah, stay. Yeah, man, it's uh Hotels, seedy areas. Yeah, big time. Well, it's just a big, busy, you know, metropolitan area that, yeah. you know, a lot of these places we go to are out in the, the sticks where a lot of people are bass fishermen, and up yeah. there it's a little different, yeah. you know, and they see these high-profile rigs coming into town, and... and uh, it brings the brings the criminals out sometimes. We had a lot of trouble at Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Not yep. just putting this on the Potomac, but uh, uh, and I don't even know if there were any issues up here. But you just in those metropolitan areas, you get a little uneasy. Yeah. Well, the, well, what what's happened is the the dark side has recognized the fact that we that bass fishing products are valuable. No doubt. Right? We've got we've got two, three thousand dollar sonar units. We've got uh you know high dollar stuff, rods, reels that can combos that can go five hundred to a thousand bucks a piece. And 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 you know, so the underworld is recognizing that the underworld. Hey, we can the underworld. The, the, the dark web. Let me yeah. just, the let me scarier just. part is not the underworld, it's the bass heads like ourselves that you get a few shady bass heads that are like the bass Oh, heads there's uh Ike here. He uh 
but he's got some good graphs. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and that's, that's sure. what you see, I think, a lot more than you even realize that those are the guys that are popping into your rod locker and getting your stuff out. I, I just want to add one thing, that uh, that the Potomac is below the Mason-Dixon line. So. <laughs> All right there, what's, Luke. Keep that in mind. Well, I mean, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> hey, but here's the bottom line. We've all had it happen to us at one mm. time or another. We've all had something stolen or copped or, you know, it's happened to I me. Got, I, got, I got to tell you a story about okay. the most valuable thing that I've lost before we, while we get into this. Old Bagley's crankbait? Worse. Wiggle wart. Way worse. Oh. <laughs> they, 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 they broke into my, uh, into my truck cap. And uh, mm-hmm. which was easy to break into. It wasn't well secured, but they I had a uh, laptop briefcase yeah. laying on top of stuff, right? And they went in to get my laptop, which wasn't in there. In that briefcase was about 10 to 15 years of maps and notes. Oh, man. Uh, from all my professional tournaments. You're kidding me. And they, they took that briefcase, and I, and I lost it all in an instant. Uh, dev- devastating. Devastating to me personally. Of course, so we've got to protect ourselves. And there's no value on that. You know no. what I mean? That's to, it's to, invaluable. To, yeah. the, to the market, it's of zero value. Yeah. You know, to me, it was priceless. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, but but this. But let's get. I want to get back to this product. This is again becoming for me. It's been a staple for years, but I think it needs to be a staple for a lot of guys that are you know that have that travel that were worried the possibility of. Something getting jacked from them. Right. This is key, and this is such an amazing system, Luke. You want to talk a little bit about yeah, this? Yeah, absolutely. How easy it's this just, thing is it, it's super easy. You got two brackets that go in the gunnel of the boat, and that's a uh, the type of stainless that this is made out of. You can't cut it. I mean, so a guy's not going to come in. The weakest point of it is going to be the lock, of course. But the lock that comes with it has an alarm in it. This is a great <laughs> so, picture. So when the guy grabs it and the lock's set with the alarm, it's going to go off. So if he goes with bolt cutters, it's going to go off, hopefully run him off. You know, mm-hmm. so it, 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 it's, it's secure all the way around. But um, you were talking about traveling anglers, and if you travel – I leave mine on in my garage, and I know that's that's crazy. But when you got all that stuff in there, oh, yeah. and you travel as much as I do, I'm going for TH a lot when I'm not at tournaments. My boat's there. My wife. So you're using yeah, it at home. Yeah, I use it at home. Yeah. I mean, what if somebody kicks in the garage door? Yeah. If that's on there, I feel like I got just that extra security. But I'll say this: for the price that this thing is, if you go on one fun fishing trip a year with your buddies, yeah. you live down south, and you're like, we're going to Lake Champlain. It's worth it to buy it for one trip. Right. If it saves you one time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, you it, know. it gives me peace of mind. As much as I travel, this thing's Absolutely. always on. When I make a hotel stop, I drive 13 hours, i got to stop, get some sleep. It's always on. That alarm lock is always on when I go upstairs to sleep that night. As, and it get, as, it, as is your Toyota truck alarm. Right. As is that no. one, which goes off down. Go, <laughs> why is you're driving down the road? Uh, we had a problem with that alarm. But, but this has become a staple for me for security. Talk about we got a lot of guys watching that have rangers, bass cats, skeeters. They've got a 17-foot John boat. This thing is good for you, – you've got – it can pretty much fit well, any kind of rig. The only thing it won't fit right now is aluminum. Okay. And that's just because of the way the brackets mount. Yep. We're working right now on aluminum boat brackets because we do get that request. Yeah. This was a company that TH actually purchased a few years ago. Locker Bar had been around forever. I don't know if you remember – Pete, the original owner, he sold these things for years, and aluminum was never one of his focuses. Right. But now we get a lot of requests for that. So that's something that 
hopefully next year we will have where so then it'll fit literally everything but man i would put one on a ski boat yeah if i had expensive life jackets whatever you yeah. know what I'm, well, whatever well, well, a lot of people might not know what this really does i mean we talked about its durability so would but this blocks the lockers from being open yes it goes yes. across the lockers you have two uh and i don't know if the brackets are in there but you have two brackets that uh are female ends they that come, match to the male ends yeah, right. of the bar yep. and it recesses in and then it has holes you put your padlock through there locks it up it's got the alarm on it but it goes across your boxes well some boats like you said everybody's got different boats you have different box configurations mm-hmm. we also make a t that is an adapter that can cover say you got like on my ranger multiple boxes, yes i've right? got three across the front and then i've got one over here on the side where i keep my plastics well i've got the extra tee that comes across there so okay. it'll cover everything but i know guys that run them on mainly on the front deck but i know several that run two they run one on the back deck one on the front deck right yeah. prevents but guys from being able to get absolutely. into your rod lockers you so now you can put your keep your expensive stuff yeah, i'll leave there. everything in there i mean how many how many years i know we did this forever mike is uh grab up all the rods and reels and, and take yep. them up and oh bring them God. in the hotel what room right out butt. you know hauling that stuff in and out what worried about that butt, it takes know? five minutes to put it on mm-hmm. and like right now mine's sitting out here but when i go in to a gas station when i'm traveling when i go in to get something to eat you know like you're saying 13 hour drive mm-hmm. I, I don't worry about it it's out there yeah. i mean because things can happen that quick yeah Yep. yep, really cool product. There you got it, the Locker Bar TH yep. Marine. Check it out. That's our highlighted product of the show. Talking about TH products, I'm going to corner you now. All right. Here. The world is listening, all 365 people that are listening right now. <laughs> Perfect. G- give us, give us. I, I know you, sometimes you can't tell everything. But give these guys and girls listening a little. What do we? What do you got coming from TH? Man, you're gonna get me give in me so some, much trouble. Just give us little hints. Give, uh, give us stuff. some excitement. Well, I think here. you're gonna see we we went full force into the electronics mounts in the last couple of years. That's yeah. something that we really started. Kong uh, mount. Yeah, the awesome. Kong mount. Very cool and mount. Uh, last year at iCast, it was the dual Kong because everybody's running two at the console. Then we went with a dual Kong for the bow. We've got a stacked. Kong coming, so a lot of guys are running stacked. With my electronics, I've always liked to do that, so I've actually had a Proto on my boat right now, and it's it's pretty awesome, so you'll see that at iCast. Um, Another cool one that'll be out at iCast is, and I heard you guys talking about this the other day, the Yolotech power stick. Well, we've got this new light that plugs into the USB in the top of the yellow stick. So when you're out there at night rigging your tackle, it's like a flood lamp floods the entire boat. And, dude, I'm talking about daylight. Like, it's a game changer. That's a good one. For rigging at night. That's a good one. So that's coming. Or in the morning. Yeah, either either way. You always get to the boat ramp. You know, your your checkout's 6 a.m. You get there at 4.30. You put the boat in. You work on tackle for an hour before the sun comes up. Got a flashlight in your mouth. Yeah. No doubt about it. Get something Yeah. That's cool, nice. That's but amazing. but I, you're gonna see, you know, our LEDs have grown. You're gonna see a lot more LEDs coming out. We're getting bigger and bigger with our Aquablaze LEDs. That's coming. Uh, so a lot of, you know, 12 years ago, half the stuff we've got, I never would have dreamed. It's amazing. We would be, it? It's it's crazy, I, I man. Said the growth of that company it's has crazy. been just phenomenal. And it's a 45 year old company, you know. So we're talking about a very mature company that just keeps seeing crazy growth. We're very 
very, very fortunate to be a yeah. part of it. Mike's anyway. 45. I am 45. I'm as old as <laughs> TH. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about some of those products. Pete, we're going to be at iCast. There we go. Bash you Live is going to be broadcast there we live go. from iCast. We can do it. We'll, cool. we'll, we'll see you again. We'll sit no you on doubt the about table. It. I want you to bring all this new stuff. The goodies. Yeah, bring it over. We'll uh, we'll showcase we it. We can do it. During iCast. Look forward to that. That's awesome. No doubt. Let me remind everybody watching, Pete, that we give some great promotions here at Ike Live. We've got a bunch of them going right now. Of course, Mystery Tackle Box presenting sponsor of Ike Live. Uh, if you sign up using the promo code Ike Live, you get 50% off your first box, Pete. Very exciting. Pretty unbelievable. Bash University, of course, offering the Father's Day promotion Father's right now. Father's Day promotion, still hot. Still hot. Sign up tonight. Get your Bash University Under Armour hat. Okay. Also, 20% off all Flambo products on the Flambo website by using the promo code Ike Live. Liquid Mayhem promo code Ike Live 25 uh, for a big discount there. And uh, Real Snot, big discount on Real Snot using the promo code Ike Live 25 at the Real Snot I, website. I, I got to give a shout out to Real Snot right now. Do it. Uh, what? I, I use uh, <laughs> I use a lot of guys. Fish with me or know me, I, I got those old Shimano Curados, those those green ones, right? They're 20, 25 years old. I get them rebuilt every year or every other year. And uh, and I have one that started to get squirrely on me while I was out fishing just recently. Yeah. And uh, and I just couldn't make my – I couldn't get it casting this. It's screaming at me. And uh, and I'm like, you know what? I know I got some real snot in the, in the boat. And I went and I pulled the spool apart. I just lubed the the bearings, the spool, the line, and I mean it just flew out of there the rest of the day. The reel still needs repair. I mean it's it it, it needs help. But <laughs> but, uh, but I'm telling you right now that reel shot. I mean it, it allowed me to get through that day no problem. Amazing amazing stuff. Thank you guys. Very cool. Uh, in addition, Pete, to Eric the intern. Birthday just passed, and my birthday yesterday. Also, want to send a happy birthday wishes to Jerry McKinnis and his good friend Tupac Shakur. That's true. <laughs> celebrating such, they were such bros. Uh, they're homies, Mike. Homies, yeah. Did you see uh, Bass Bassmasters uh, Instagram? Bass Nation sent you a happy birthday uh, tweet. That's it. They did. They did. Wow. And I just happened to see Johnny Cruz's comment. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say it? No. He's like, at Bass Nation, my birthday was last week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ouch. 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 Ow. That hurts. Uh. That hurts. Let me remind everybody watching, we did mention Guido Hibden earlier in the show. Uh, he still has the GoFundMe account. Uh, Guido's uh, fighting back from some health issues, so go there to support Guido. Uh, want to talk about the Yards Brewery, Pete. We were out fun. at Yards. Yeah. Last week, we had the premiere of the Bass and Beer episode. Nice. What did you think about it? You saw that for the first time? Yeah, that was fun. Delaware know. River action there? That was really cool. Those guys celebrating, catching some fish on the Delaware River. It was really cool. Yards, breweries, first time I was there. That's right. What a neat facility. Really cool place. Best guys. Best guys in the world. Great beer. We all we all had some. And uh, Eric, I think that was his first uh, legal beer right <laughs> might have been his first beer ever maybe. first beer maybe first, first beer but the, in, the intern had we had a lot of fun and the show was awesome yeah can you imagine dave his first beer ever was a yards well i mean back in the day we were like scrambling around for like <laughs> natural light yeah nat natties <laughs> yeah. that were like warm piss We'd water 
Wow. I think mine was a rolling rock in one of the little pony cans. Same as it ever was. Uh, or wow. like a warm Budweiser we had hidden in the bushes. That's a good one. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for coming out to the yards. And let me remind you, everybody that purchased a ticket for that, all that money, $5 ticket, all that went to the Ike Foundation. So thank you for supporting kids fishing. Hey, yes. I want to give a shout-out to the Ike Foundation okay. uh, for supporting the Mount Laurel Youth Fishing Derby, which took place yeah. two Saturdays ago. And I also want to give a shout out to yeah, who won that tournament? Jake Gluzak. Wow, won big that winner! Tournament catching twenty four bluegills. Twenty four gills. Right. Yeah. Wow, Win, winning that derby. That's it, awesome. Was Proud ha- was ham part of the victory? Yeah, maybe. We're keeping that secret. <laughs> mayhem. Secret, secret bait. Liquid mayhem. <laughs> Speaking of the Ike Foundation, want to remind everybody the Delaware River Celebrity Pro Am coming up on Saturday, July eighth. Spots still available. Also, the dinner on the battleship the night before on Friday night. Uh, tickets still available for that. Go to the ikefoundation.org to get information on that. Uh, Brian and Carpenter, we had a big tournament. It was kind of shadowed by the FLW event, but yeah. big event oh, yeah. just passed on the Upper Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, Bass Nation Eastern Regional. Yeah, we flats. had a winner there who is a, a local ours. guy. Yeah. Who, who won that? Mike Centaur. Mike yeah. Centaur, big winner. On the upper bay, Mike. Mike is a tough competitor. Dial. He's bay. been in studio. Don't forget. Yeah, he's been in studio a couple I, times. I mean, yeah. he. I, I don't. I'd like to get a look at his stats on his amount of wins on that body of water. It's 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 impressive. I mean, and he catches big bags too. Big bags. He's a local in the twenty. And he puts bag. his time in. He, he does put his time in. Oh yeah. But yet he. A lot of people put their time in and can't win it at at the level that nah, he's, he's winning he's, at. Nah, he's he's a know? good fisherman. He's, he's, he's really he's good. doing really really well down there. Yeah, and and you actually knew the second place finisher, right? Just a couple pounds back. Yep, yep, yep. I uh, I know Tim. Uh, you know Tim um, and I have talked about the Chesapeake a little. Bit. I was real proud of him uh, just being able to go toe to toe with Centaur. Tim who? Uh, Tim Carini. Okay. Uh, from Georgia. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and. Um, Man, Mike Mike is a tough tough competitor out there, like we just said, and 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 Tim came up short of a limit on day two, and and uh-huh. that proved to be the difference between the two. So, wow. you know, he took he took second place, and uh, uh, but great job, great job, Tim, great job, Mike. Now, what's the next event for Mike? Does anybody know where to go? It's hard. It's Lake Hartwell, from what I understand. They're going to be at the same place as the classic. Is that right? Mike? Oh, I think so. They yeah, did I, that I last year, yeah, so yeah. I think I, I now think that's he, what they're doing. Yeah, now he goes to nationals, right? So now that's he right. has to. Compete and be the top in his region. In his region to make the, the Bass classic. classic. Three people, I guess, go to the classic. That's right. What it is. Yeah. So, uh, ah, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah. That kid's put his time in. Yeah. Yep. He, he works hard. Uh, another shout out, real quick. Ryan DeCarpenter, help me with this one. This was from the Ike Foundation Kids Tournament uh, back uh, about a month ago. Uh, Want to give a shout out to Sean McKernan. He was at the, he was at the yards. At the yards thing. Okay. Sean McKernan. was at the yards event. And two two kids that he takes fishing all the time, Jonathan Pingator and Brandon Hallett, fifteen yeah. year olds, just hardcore fish heads. So shout out to those guys. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I, I'm gonna switch gears and and Luke, we're gonna get back to you a little bit. And uh, you know, if you didn't end up in this crazy world of bass fishing, which you did, it's one of your passions. You've got another passion, and I think you could have ended up as a professional there. We're talking about country music. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Is this something you've been doing since a kid as well? Same same deal. Okay. About the same time. I've been playing guitar and writing songs and singing since I was like 
10, 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you grow up an hour from Nashville, country music's kind of always yeah, around, it's you know? Into who you yeah, are. it's yeah. always around, which I, at the same time, my dad always listened to a lot of rock and, you know, like Southern rock, Allman Brothers, yeah. stuff like that, but grew up on that stuff too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just in the years, like I, I said, after I started at TH, in the years I wasn't fishing there yeah. for a while, man, I was after it pretty hard. Yeah. Like three, four nights a week. Yeah. Playing and we played everywhere from uh Texas and Mississippi, Alabama, and of course Nashville a bunch and yeah. living right there and wow. little bitty places and festivals and Are there are there a lot of parallels between trying to make it in the oh, yeah. business to making it in yeah. the professional angler and, world? And I think it's anything that people consider a dream job. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into it and there are more times you're gonna come up empty handed right. than not. You know what yeah. I mean? Where you get punched in the gut. Yeah. And that's a tough one because everybody thinks they can sing. You know what I mean? Right. With karaoke and you know, I, I, like I the American Idol age. Well, maybe maybe that's because I live close to Nashville and yeah. everybody that lives close it. to Nashville yeah. thinks they can sing. Right. Yeah. And everybody moves to Nashville to sing. But uh, gotcha. it, it, it's a tough business, though. And, and really, I attacked it for a long time. I wanted to be a songwriter. And Nashville is a city that was built on professional songwriters that – these guys you hear on the radio, 99% of them don't write their own music, right. you know, and there's an entire industry around, built around that up there. Yeah. And, uh, and I wrote with some publishers and some different things for a while and used to hook up with different writers and a lot of different co-writes and things. I never had anything, uh, cut, you yeah. know, but got several friends that had some big ones. And man, you talk about life changing. You get a number one hit. Yeah. And, uh. So if you write a number one hit, what are you looking at? Oh man. It, I would say 10 years ago, half a million dollars. Really? You know, something along those lines, maybe more, depending on how long it stretches out. I actually know the guy that wrote Achy Breaky Heart wow. for Billy Ray Cyrus, and that was number one on the both the pop and country charts. And it was the longest-running number one on the country charts at the time. I think it got surpassed Dang. a couple of years ago. And he'll always be really well taken care of because of that one one song. Right. But now with streaming services and the different things going on, the money's not there anymore. The songwriters really, really don't make that much money. The artists have kind of, you had songwriters in the 80s and 90s that made more money than the performers. A lot of times, yeah. Yeah. Especially guys that wrote a lot of hits, yeah. Pretty much if you're not touring now as a musician, you're not making any money. All touring, all ticket sales and merch, basically now, because album sales are just non-existent. The, The internet killed the record business. It did. And, and I hate to say this, but as a fan of music, I like the instant, you know, the the ability to be able to just be going down the road and go, man, I like that song and be able to get it yeah. right then and not yeah. have to go to a record store like you used to. I, yeah. I love that. But at the same time, it's it's really, it's hurt it. Yeah. And, and we, were, we were talking, you've you've been in it for a while. You've seen country music change oh, yeah. over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. And, and we were joking, you know. Country's big here now, Dave. Mel loves country. I mean, it's a it's a it's a thing. Yeah. It, talk talk yeah. a little well, about that. It, I, is it, it along those lines? Yeah. Is it true that you were country when country wasn't was cool? Was it cool? Yes. <laughs> Always at my core. 
<laughs> well, it's changed a lot. Where's it at now? Do you like it? I totally missed that. Yeah, one. I think so. it was. Oh, a song. All right, all right, it was right. a song. I thought something one way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, we were fishing uh, when fishing wasn't cool. That's right. That's no, it's cool now. It's so yeah. freaking cool. But, but it's changed, right? Yeah. There, there's a pop country movement now that's not. It's garbage. It's garbage. Yeah. It's Talk garbage. About that. I, I don't know. You, you've got. Uh, all of these pop beats behind it. It's yeah, it's yeah. not what country. I think the storylines in some of the songs may be similar to what they used to be. Yeah. But these are songs that I think if you would have, if you would have told me in the '90s, early 2000s, that some of the things that are hits now yeah. would have been on the radio, they would almost been parodies. Yeah, then yeah. you know what I mean. You got yeah. guys making goofs of songs that were like, like Weird they, Al yeah, 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 no Super doubt, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's, Weird yeah. Al Yankovic. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, it it blows my mind, but it, it's, rap it's changed. And, and look, yeah. if you yeah, and if if you like it, and I know there are probably a lot of people like hating me right now because a lot of people really love it. And uh, when I get going on this on social media, I normally get a lot of hate. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't like it. It's uh, but it is what it is. A lot of people, a lot of people a lot like of it. People do I just like it. I dig a little deeper, and and I like. There's still a lot of really good country, yeah. or a lot of good. They call it Americana now, but it out of Texas, Nashville still has a lot of good music. But you're not hearing it on it's top forty radio. No, you're never going to hear it. Yeah. And you got a lot of guys making really good livings making that music. Right. But like you said, they're busting their ass in a van, yeah. traveling around the country, playing theaters, yeah. playing shows. You know, and it's a it's it's a cutthroat deal yeah. to try uh, to get mainstream. You're hearing this all throughout. Like one of my favorite podcasts is the lead singer of a band called Hatebreed. It's the Jock yeah. podcast. Okay. And he he he's got like 500 shows in, and he him and his guy always talking about if you're not out there, you're not out there two thirds of the year. You're not. You're you're not doing it. Right. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. So what, what is Luke Duncan's Mount Rushmore of country? What's that look like? Oh, as far as like who I like at who's, the top who, of yeah, it? Oh, man. As far as uh, like the old school guys, you got to say Merle Haggard, yeah. you know, of course, Johnny Cash. You got to say that. Got to throw that up there. But, um, man, but then I'm, I'm going to throw this out there, Garth Brooks. I'm a Garth yeah. Brooks guy. I'm wearing this headset mic. You guys are lucky I'm not standing up like yeah. on the table doing some Garth well, we Brooks. we might ask you that yeah. a little later. Yeah, we might, might do some continues. Thunder Rolls or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> we might ask you that. Now, here's something I want to know. Like, Isn't there four presidents on the Rushmore? There are. You're going to throw one more. Get, I thought you were like, I don't know. Waylon Jennings. I mean, th- yeah. those guys are just like the pioneers of, yeah. Yeah. you know, th- but there's so many, man. Yeah. You can't can't name, all, now, name them all. I'm going to flip it to you, Dave. Dead. Give us your Mount Rushmore <laughs> of metal. Give us your Mount Rushmore. So of metal. do I have to say the lead men or just the bands? Just the bands. The bands. Just the bands. bands. Yeah. Metallica. No doubt. Machine yep. Head. Yeah. Lamb of God. Yeah. Hatebreed. Okay. So that's my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Of metal. That's yours. Okay. I'll go there. All right. And Pete, give us your Mount Rushmore of electrofunk. Disco <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. Pete. <laughs> I got enough. Ah, okay. Uh, I want to. I want to dive back. You know, the touring it interests me because you know we we do it fishing and we see. You know, we've done it. We should, we traveled together for ten years. Mm. We've seen some strange things and we've experienced <laughs> some cool stuff on the road. But I just imagine that touring in the country music world is more exciting and more crazy stuff. Oh man. Get, Give our listeners and viewers, give us, a, give us a little taste of some of this Dude, stuff. I, I don't know that crazy is the word for it, but uh, 
it gets interesting at times when you're in you're in a lot of really seedy places <laughs> at a lot of seedy times at night you know yeah. and uh you you've probably seen a few things oh, yeah. working like you work but uh nothing good happens just at 3 a.m no nothing <laughs> you know? nothing yeah. nothing unless you're getting up going to the boat ramp right yeah. i mean truly yeah, like, like to the boat ramp about 3 a.m yeah. at every yes yeah. that's uh-huh. really yeah but no man just uh i'll tell you i'll tell you a good one really quick we're in Texas, and we were actually playing at Sam Rayburn, of all places. And uh, the Sealy Outdoors guys that do the Sealy Big Bass Splash, yeah. they had a huge country music festival out there. They had, like, Blake Shelton a couple years, and they would always have, like, some of the big headliners. Well, we, we played that thing, like, three times. And, of course, with the bass fishing tie-in, and I knew those guys, but we went out and played that thing three years in a row. So we're out there, and have you been to the Stump? The Stump? The Stump. The world-famous The world-famous Stump. Yes. Well, Little trivia: The only band to ever play at the Stump is my band, right? So we were wow. playing. We were playing yeah. the festival during the day, and we were just bored. We were through at like four o'clock in the afternoon. So we we went to the guy. We said, "Hey, we'll set up and play in here, dude." Fire code like. So wow. many people, like, because they've never had any any live music. It's always yeah. like a DJ or something, karaoke. So we're playing. So we meet a guy. God bless him if he's watching. Right now, this guy's got a ponytail and he's wearing a Yamaha hat. Walks up and he goes, "Hey man, how much money are you guys making tonight?" <laughs> We're like, "A lot," you know, which was a lie. Yeah, always a lie um, that you're making a lot of money playing yeah. country music in a bar like that. But he said, "Do you guys need a harmonica player, man?" He said, "I'm really good at it." I go, "Wah wah wah wah," just like that. That's his audition for the band. <laughs> so he goes. Who's in charge? So I look at my buddy as a guitar player, and I said, it's his band. Yeah. So he walks over to him, oh, does the same thing, and he goes, who's in charge? So my buddy points back to me. Well, the guy's very intoxicated, comes yeah. back over. He's getting really, really aggravated. He's wearing a Gary Yamamoto <laughs> fishing shirt. <laughs> this guy's a bass fisherman. And I keep trying. I'm like, hey, man, what's your favorite Cinco to throw? Trying to talk to him. And he goes, man, quit messing with me. I want to play music for you and tour all around like you guys and go with it. Listen, this went on for hours oh of the God. night, but it's it's constant stuff like that. Yeah. But but that guy was uh, his name was Wild Man. So shout out to Wild Man Wild in Jasper, Man, Texas. Wild. Shout out David Fisher. fishing the Sealy Outdoors. Did he ever played a harmonica? He never did, and you know why? I asked him, "Do you have a harmonica with you?" It blew out of his truck on his way to see us play. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew the harmonicas? They're so light. They, they are very yeah. light yeah. harmonicas. Yeah. But the it, reads of the harmonicas. Honestly. I'm sure he didn't have dreads and his name wasn't James Higgins. Yeah, James, James, hey, James can play harmonica with us any time, bro. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, James, James is, is welcome. But, dude, it's stuff like that all the time. Yeah. You, you, and just craziness. Yeah. Well, I think craziness. I, I yeah. like the demo, the 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 audience of country western a lot better than i do at a bass tournament you look out there at that sea of people they're 40 to 60 year old white dudes from alabama yep. at a country western deal i was at a festival. they're 40 to 60 year old white dudes from alabama there's a few of those but there's a lot yeah. of dukes and boots no, no doubt. which i really, I'll agree. really like i'll that. agree yes that's nice no that's doubt nice about change it of pace. it is a change I of pace get that in fishing pete the well, dukes and boots luke luke needs to perform at each FLW. Ah, 
Hey. Hey, let's call Bill Taylor. Let's call Bill. <laughs> hey. 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 What would that hey, be? I'm going to, I'm, you be Bill, you be Bill, and I'm going to call in. Um, okay. Brian, give me a phone ringing sound effect, please. Hang on, look at that. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Bill Taylor, please. Hello. Is this Bill? Yeah. Hey, Bill, we're really trying to get, we've got this guy, Luke Duncan, really Who? mate. His name's Luke Duncan. <laughs> Does he fish with us? I think he fish, I'm oh. pretty sure. Oh. He's fished with you the last Go angler? Uh, no, he's oh. on the pro side. Oh, okay. Pretty sure he's fished with you the last two years. Anyway, let me, let, he'd still like to compete, but I'm thinking we get him to sing at your events. This is how we could get chicks. In hang on, hang on a second. I got a okay. check with Scott Martin. Okay. <laughs> no, he can't do it. <laughs> well, thanks for your time, Bill. I'm going to try Jeremy right. Swindle next. Uh, All right. G-Man. Wow. Good. I love you, Bill. Thank you, I love you, Bill. Bill. Thank Good you, Bill. Good there. And Bill, <laughs> Bill Taylor does, is Bill, a huge fan yeah, of Listen, shows. Bill Taylor is one of my top five favorite people ever. He's a good yeah. dude. He's a good one, So dude. do you and Swindle try to outdo each other? We do. I, I can tell we do. because that was both pretty solid. And, and I will solid. say, FLW staff says my Bill Taylor is the best Bill Taylor. <laughs> wow. It was pretty staff. FLW staff. Gerald Swindle, if you're watching, you're beat. G-Man. Brother. You're beat. You're, you're beat again, and Gerald. And Scott, we apologize. What? Do we, Scott Martin? Listen, listen, we're not a problem. Allah, we listen, can't say his name I, in jest. Listen, <laughs> no, he gets really Scott upset. Listen, hey, I thought he threw more, Scott and Bill listen, Taylor under the no, bus. No, I didn't. He's got more YouTube followers than me. I'm not a problem. He does that, Scott Martin. Yeah. And he has the most beautiful hair and bass fishing, and he wears yeah, that visor. He yeah. like, I'm not hating on him. Scott Martin is the FLW version of Byron Velvick. Nah. Without, without, <laughs> oh, I know where you're going. Without the nah. neck wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I know where you're going. You're right. That, <laughs> that part of it's a lot different, I'm sure. We don't know that for a fact. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> this conversation is good. Uh, talk about FLW. FLW but before does... You, before you, yeah, can before we you, watch some of his yeah. music? Yeah, before you transition off of that. Yeah. Um, yeah what? I, didn't, I didn't know if Luke knew, but Mike... Can't Mike hear you. Had a, uh, Can't hear, is your mic on, Mike? Mike had a musical career once in his life. I did. Mike did. Career. Yeah. Yeah. Did anybody know about that? Oh, I did. I didn't. Well, I actually did. Being a Mike Iaconelli fan, I should know that. I DJed for a group for a few years. I did. That's true. Well, hey. That's been years in the works, dude. Bill, can, can we get Mike Ike and T.W. No, no. Uh, hey, yeah. you, can't, you can't be talking like that on FLW. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking Chris for that Jones for three years. going to get upset. <laughs> wow, Brian, where did you get that? You, McGraw. You archived it. Yeah, it took a while. Wow. We had MP, to do some MP3? digging. MP3? Not yet. Not yet. It's, no, it's still on a cassette tape, dude. Eight track? Yeah. Wow. You're spitting fire, wow. by the way. Wow. That was straight flow. Thank I mean, that was... It was spitting fire. That was spitting fire. Thank you, Look, the boom box. <laughs> oh, God, what is that? I got a jam in my hand. Oh, man. Well, shout out to TWO, Manuel Fifas. 
Chris Savette. Shout out to you guys. I'm trying to make something happen that would never work. <laughs> Dude, I've never the, the mustache that I had in oh. that era was world class mustache. Find that mustache. It was Shaw yeah. Grigsby. Oh no, that's mustache. Ah, the tall order. Nah, like, that was, he, that was, that was like, like a chemo Shaw Grigsby. It was thick and luscious in yeah, that dude, that thing it, was, it was a crustable. That was horrible. Get out of here. That was horrible. <laughs> I could beat Shaw Hold on, hold on. We're going to find one. All right, fine, fine. Look like a Persian's eyebrow. Fine. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do. I want to get back and talk about FLW. Um, <laughs> hold on. I, now that I don't get to fish those I anymore. Know, yeah. <laughs> now that I've been banned for life. See, that's not the picture from TWO. It might be around the same time. Oh, Look oh, at that. Oh, my God. Hey, That's hey. beautiful. Oh! oh. Ah, God, that's scary. What you looking at, S.A.? No, no, We all go through phases, Dave. Yeah, indeed. Hey, the mustache was all right. A little, little better than I remember. Okay. Uh, FLW <laughs> is a great tournament organization. The staff there, it, it's They're the amazing. best, man. They're, no doubt. They are the best. Yeah. They are the best. I mean, it's... Sometimes FLW gets a bad rap, but I, I'm here to tell you that I like FLW. I like the people. I like tournament organization. They run, awesome. they run an amazing tournament. They do. How do Chris Jones? Do you really Chris take care of their guys? Yeah, n- I do when I'm not hoarse. i got to get really loud to do Chris because Chris is really loud. Wow! Yeah, wow! Wow! And, dude, he was screaming louder than He does. Dude, he's always hoarse. Like, at the cup, he's done after, like, two days. Fuck! I mean, he was always today. He's always excited. Yeah, it's more, crazy. More top tens than I got, than I got toes. Like, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah, oh, yeah. Always. More top tens than I got fans. Hey, dude, every time I see him, he reminds me of, like, an Ed Bassmaster character. He could be. Yeah. We need to call Ed about yeah. that. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like he's doing a caricature of himself. I think yeah. it is. And I think the FLW's live coverage has gotten really good. Oh, yeah. I, it really has. No I doubt. Think, yeah, I was watching it. It's, have you I seen it yet? I hadn't seen it since Byron. Oh, it's good. It's good, man. It's stout. Yeah. It's good, man. Since Byron made his single appearance. And their yeah. website's got infinitely better than it was a couple of years back. It has. Back. I was really? Really? Yeah. Infinitely better. Got man. a lot of good guys working on it. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah. But, you know, we talk Bass FLW all day long, and I, it's two different businesses, two different business models all the way around. and. Yeah. A lot of good guys fishing both, and I think the sport needs both. I I, I know you yeah. guys have had a topic on here before. I listened. I think Mr. McKinnis called in. He did, and said it's kind of confusing to have two. But here's the thing, and this is just my opinion: if you only have one deal with so many spots, think about how many kids are coming up, how many amateur anglers that want to be pros. You only have so many spots. Yeah. It would be the only professional sport in the world that would only have a hundred spots. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We're selling dreams. You know what I mean? It, it is what really if you only have one thing to get to, it's really it's a, it's hard enough as it is. And where yeah. are all the rich guys and trust fund babies gonna fish? Exactly. You went there. You went there. He went there. Half the guys in that you rely on them being there. There's a few in bass too. Clean them up. There's a few in bass too. There's a few in bass. Why I I like the idea of one. I, I think I think the sport has to have a chance. I'd like to see a championship between the two tournament organizations. Yeah. Let them let them get together, duke it out, have some some means if it's going to be two trails. But uh, but really, in order for the sport to get to the next level, and really what we need to have happen in our sport, I think it needs to be 
one one deal. So I didn't mean to say you're wrong, but the, no, you're fine. <laughs> Listen, if I, like if that's the last one. time I hear I'm wrong, nah. that, that will not be the case. In terms of consistency, yeah. SLW probably has two of the top with Morgan. And, Tra- and uh, his boy Wesley. Though. Yeah, Wesley. And, and you got Michael Neal coming up now. Brian Thrift, guys. Brian Thrift, Jeez. total Jesus. domination. I mean, he's quiet, nobody unassuming. Yeah, but dude. And he's just bad to the bone. He's smoking. Smoking. Yeah. smoking. A little, I, 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 yeah, a little smoky. I'd love to see all of these guys duke it out. That It would be awesome to have like a Super Bowl. FLW Bassmaster like a Royal Rumble. Why yeah. not, dude? That would be. A, wouldn't that be amazing? That'd be awesome. Wouldn't be. Well, the TTBC was kind of that, and then it went yeah. to what it went to but this I'd year. Like to but see one built up in rival rivalry. You know, where you have yeah. 20, 25 guys from each circuit yeah. competing not only to win an individual championship, but a team, to, a team to see which circuit. You know, yeah. that'd be great for the sport. I think it would think be about neat. the hype that would build up. Yeah. Be really cool. I think like so. their best five against Bass's best five. Yeah, you're talking about yeah, like, something like that. That'd be, be amazing. Cool. Roll Rumble. I yeah. like it. Survivor Series. Or best six and then three boats. Pair them up. Yeah, there you go. That'd be, That'd cool. be pretty gnarly. Yeah. Two on each one. I'd watch that. There you go. Listen, if you're listening, Bill Taylor. Watching Bill, Jerry. <laughs> come on, <laughs> think about I this. I think pitch it to Bill. Jerry's on board. <laughs> I think. I think it's FLW. We got to sell. Should on we it. pitch it to Bill? Pitch it to Bill right now. Pitch to Bill. Bill Taylor, please. Hello? <laughs> Hi, is this Bill? Yeah. Okay, Bill, listen, we've got this amazing idea. We wanted Hang to... on a second. Okay. I'm going to call. All right, I'm back. Okay, Bill, we've got this amazing idea. We want to do the top six pros from Bass against the top six from your organization. Are you into top, this? Top six from who? Uh, it's, it's well, no, we, we fish for Bass at FLW. Okay. What are, what this are you is ta- the acronym. It's capital B, period, A, period, S, period. Oh, oh Bassmaster. Right, Bassmaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? Are you in for this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me call three off. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's in. We're good. Hold on. We got Brian Thrift on the phone. <laughs> What's he smoke? Cigarettes? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Brian likes a cigarette. <laughs> Brian, a good dude. A, hey, congrats to Brian like Thrift, Angler of the Year. Yeah, Brian Thrift, yeah. Angler of the Year. And it. one of the yeah. most. Dominant seasons everybody's had a long time. Super dominant. Yep. Super dominant. Of yeah. course, Andy Morgan finished second. He did. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Shocking. Shocking. It's amazing. Unbelievable. Dude, those, those, both those guys are hammerheads, man. Yeah. Consistent hammerheads year after year. Andy, Andy is so uh, so awesome. It just and it, it exploded, right? He was not awesome. And then all of a sudden, like a light switch, he's top ten in the Angler of the Year race for the last ten years. Yeah. You know. Yeah, something happened. Something happened. I, dude, just growing up where I did, I'm I live like two and a half hours west of Andy, but like BFLs, team tournaments, he's always been that. Like forever. He's I forget the top ten, the number of top ten, I mean it's just crazy. But yeah, the last few years on tour though, it has just It's just rolling, dude. Yep. It's crazy. He exploded. And Brian just is uh oh, just man. a year. And he's just so – I mean, he speaks for us at uh, Bass University. He's great. His seminars are incredibly they're, – they're enlightening to the guys no that watch him. And, uh, you know, just, just 
comes out of nowhere seemingly because he's just so quiet. But, yeah. do you but docu- he's not. Do you he's docu- won so do you docu- much. Document his smoke breaks. You dock him. All right, listen, uh, everybody, hang in with us. Brian DeCarver, we're going to take uh, another break. Hey, Luke. Uh, yeah. Yo. Check out the screen. You cool with us playing that video? Which one? That one up there on, on the screen. Left. I don't see See an old house. Y'all see that? I really don't even know what that is. Luke Duncan and Andy Abernathy. Oh, yeah, that's fine. We can play that? I think so, yeah. You should be able to. I think I have my shirt on in it. Nice. Okay. Listen, hang in there with us. Uh, When we come back, Pete, we got a couple interesting things going on. We're going to do a live mystery tackle box unboxing right here in studio. And uh, we're also going to have an appearance, I think, from Stormtrooper might stop by and talk to us a little bit. And finally, we're going to be calling you to the plate, Luke. Might do a little singing for we'll us We'll see. It's going to sound really good. Let okay. me tell you. All right. So hang in there with us. When we All come right. back, more Ike Live.
sinner 